Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ali Ramirez. Every week I share stories of being a first time parent, since every parent finds themselves as a first time parent at some point. Uh, for example, when your child uh, shows you that they can go potty in the bathtub. It's a magical moment that you share with your kids, and I know almost every parent has lived that horror of finding a little fun surprise in the bathtub. So if it's happened to you, it might have happened to me, it's probably happened to most people. Uh, I have twin boys, and I'm a first-time parent. Hi, everybody. Uh, we are uh, in July, and I live in California, so I am back at home. For the record, I never left. I've been at home since March 13th, working from home and um, uh, being online with my children uh, through Zoom meetings uh, with their teachers, and we have been home ever since. I did not have my kids go back to daycare um, because I was, and I, I am fortunate enough to work from home, so so here we are. California's closed back up again, so I guess we're like the flower that blooms last, blooms the most beautifully, I guess. It's, it's still happening all so quickly. Um, another big news for California, or at least for LA Unified School District, which is uh, where I live, is uh, children will not be going to school in the fall. It will be online only. So that is something else that I'm uh, processing um, I, I hope that you and your families are safe and healthy. And man, it's a lot. This is actually the first time I've said it out loud that California is back at home and my children will not be going to preschool in the fall. I understand that my kids are going to preschool and it's not maybe as important as kindergarten or their senior year of high school or their first year of junior high but man that is just not something I could have anticipated I mean at one point in your life do you imagine oh well then my, my kids just aren't going to school going to going into a school building is not an option and you know what as I say it out loud I'm a little mad about it and I feel like I'm just mad just mad I, I don't even have the words. I just, that's the emotion that's coming over right now. And man, so uh, today's episode is another re-release. Uh, I had the very good fortune when we, <laughs> when California went into quarantine or safer at home the first time back in March, um, I got to meet uh, through Zoom on, online. I, I didn't get to meet in person because at that time we had already been uh, highly suggested to stay home. Um, I met with a psychologist, uh, Dr. Ruben Kodam, and uh, he and I talked about having compassion during this uh, traumatic time. And he did classify this time as traumatic because it will affect our behaviors. It will affect 
it will affect our children. It will affect the way we look at life. It will affect what we do in the next six months, one year, two years, etc. So uh, this is a re-release. It's a great episode. I definitely learned a lot about myself and I hope that you get something from it. Uh, I do have to warn you, uh, this is the first episode that I recorded uh, through Zoom and uh, you can hear my kids in the background a little bit, but just push through it. Just push through it like you do with your kids. Just, you know, they'll, they'll calm themselves down in a moment. And uh, I hope you can learn something from this re-release. Thank you again for listening. Uh, every listen is, um, I'm grateful for it. I'm truly am grateful. I started this podcast to simply normalize the crazy antics that parents go through. I feel so many times when I talk with moms, dads, parents, outing events, we're sharing the same stories. There's a lot of things that we're all going through. But of course, in the moment, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like you're very alone. So you're not alone. You're doing a great job. And yes, it's hard. It's very hard. And I hope that you also take the time to take care of yourself. That is also something that's very important, whether that be a face mask or a bath or maybe just watching TV or eating popcorn or sitting there with a book or a puzzle or whatever your care is. I hope that you're taking it. So without further ado, here is the episode. Enjoy it. And if you so please, uh, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple iTunes. It is how other people get to uh, listen and find and hopefully enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much and be safe out there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm so excited for you to join me uh, this week. Every week I'm excited, but especially this week because if you, I mean, you, you're at home. We're all at home and that's, we'll get into that. So thank you so much for, for listening in. Um, my name is Ali Ramirez. I am a first time parent. I have twin boys and I'm just trying to do the best I can. And I'm, well, we're, we're in a national emergency, which again, you probably already know that. Um, I have a guest today, uh, that I was very fortunate to get last minute and I'm very happy to talk to him about where we are uh, mentally, where we are with ourselves because we're obviously going through something. Um, I have with me a clinical psychologist, Ruben Kodam. Hi, Ruben. Hi, Do, how are you? I'm good. Do I call you doctor? I didn't even... Uh, no, okay. you're good. <laughs> I didn't even think <laughs> about good. that. You're good. So disrespectful. No, um, no, no. We're all good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, first off, again, thank you so much. Uh, um, I had planned originally to talk about this woman and her pregnancy. Not important wow. now. <laughs> it is still yeah. important, but obviously yeah. things have shifted. But why don't uh, we talk about your background and, and what, what, what you do? Sure. So I am a clinical psychologist. I uh, born and raised in the L.A. area. I got my doctorate from USC just down the street. Yeah. Um, and so currently I work at the VA where I help manage uh, a 30-bed residential rehab track for vets struggling with addiction and homelessness issues to help them get them back on their feet. And I also run a private practice as well on the side, focusing on addiction and trauma. Um, So that's kind of my game. And on top of that, I know this is obviously first time here. I have a four month old at home, so I'm doing a little bit of everything right now. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now remind me four months is four months is not solid food yet. 
Is it four s- is well, sitting it up? Be. Is it, it sitting up? Be. Are we are we sitting up at four months? Um, so define sitting up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, it's definitely sitting up, like leaning sitting up adjacent. Got it. Got okay. Okay. Yeah. Like okay, we're so, not like she could do it if she wanted to, but she's kind of ambivalent about <laughs> she's whether lazy. she's interested in it she's... or not. Right, um, and that's so, and that's so, well, I can say it's also rolling, correct? Yes, yeah, so she's also like, she's much more interested in standing and trying to walk than she is on rolling. So she oh. is like, she, like, I pick her up and she wants to be like rock solid on her feet. She, like, can't obviously walk yet, but man, that girl is going to be an early walker. Wow. And she's just like, I don't, like, I'll roll here and there if you really want me to, but yeah. I'm actually, I want to walk. So let's get this show on the road. And that that's interesting to me because usually it's a second born that has that ambition yeah. because they see their siblings. They see the sibling uh, do it. Interest, but right, it's right, interesting right, right. to me that you're, this is because you're, you're your only child, correct? Yeah, the, this is our only child. And my niece, she is uh, 18 months today, actually. Oh. And she uh, she walked at eight and a half months, so it was crazy. I mean, so, it, I it's, know, it's great. It's it's yes. I, of course we want our children to develop yes. fast, yeah. but but uh, man, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, so to go back, um, psychology, uh, psychiatry, uh, addiction. You said psychology, and, addiction. Psychology, yes. Ad- yes. Oh, got it. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna get words right. That's right. I, it's all right. No, no. Um, it's confusing. It's confusing. What's the difference? Just layman's good, yeah, terms. Yeah, so good question. So the dif- difference is psychiatry is largely focused on medication management. So they go to, you, to become a psychiatrist, you go to medical school, you do your four years, you apply to residency, you specialize in psychiatry, and you do that. Yeah. For psychology, you go... Um, you go, so I have my PhD. Okay. So I did. Um, Are you sure I don't call you doctor? I just feel like. You can. Okay. You can. Okay. No, 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 no. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, some of my patients do, but I don't need it. So oh. feel free. Reuben is fine. <laughs> yes. Okay, fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Uh, um, so for psychology, I have my PhD. So I went to school for, um, I did five years at USC and then a year internship and then a year postdoc. So seven years altogether. Okay. Um, when it was all said and done. Did you always want to go into addiction? It, it Was that always in trauma? Uh, or, it wasn't. It okay. was not my, like, I didn't, I always knew I wanted to do psychology. And so when in college I was, I did this honors program, and so I was trying to figure out what I wanted. I applied to grad school, and I didn't get Jack. Okay. And so okay. I, and then what I realized was, I applied to grad school thinking that I really want to focus on resiliency after like traumas, after difficulties, after that kind of thing. But I realized in my application, it's like for PhDs, you really have to be specific. Okay. And so I had a mentor and she was doing some really interesting work with addiction treatments and things like that. And I just saw my passion fell into that and really applying this concept of resiliency and overcoming barriers to this field of addiction the more I got into it the more I loved it because it really for me addiction is no more than like a microcosm of something we all try to do every day which is just do better change our behavior to try to not use something on the outside to make something on the inside feel better and so that was kind of my foray into it and so two years later I reapplied and doors so many more doors open yeah. and it was the blood not getting interviews that first time was honestly the best blessing for me wow and, and and it's very interesting that you saw that 
you saw or you understood that maybe not the time that things didn't work out the way you expected it, but it opened up this whole other avenue. 100%. Wow. 100%. Now, uh, trauma, is that always associated with addiction or is that kind of, is that kind of two different, I guess, two different. I wouldn't say it's always associated with addiction. Mm -hmm. I would, I mean, I would say that it often goes hand in hand. Okay. Um, So obviously in my work at the VA, I see a lot of like, the big T traumas, you know, the really like IED explosions, the rocket bombs, the terrorist attacks, mm-hmm. the assaults, the natural disasters, the all those kinds of things. And then there's like obviously the little T traumas, which not little to minimize it, but they're not sort of these like more sense, more newsworthy things, but the things that come up, you know, in our day to day in our childhood when, uh, you know, when. I try to put myself out there and then I get rejected when I try to make this team and it didn't happen when I put myself out there and people made fun of me when I did this and it didn't work out when I wanted my parents to see me, but they didn't have the capacity to So so these little, yeah. yeah. I was going to say thing, things that happen on things that can happen that affect that still affect us. Things that we hold on to. Yeah, It's really just like any moment that, sort of elicits that feeling of powerlessness. Mm. Well, that's a great segue into power, powerlessness because as you know, as we all know, we're currently in a, a state of emergency, a national emergency, a county emergency. Right. Uh, uh, for the record, uh, we are uh, recording this on Sunday. Uh, about two hours ago is when the, I think it was the mayor of Los Angeles, yep. they said we're closing down bars and restaurants. And yep. I, I have so many friends that that's their industry. That's what they work. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that that's that has to be. I mean, I know. Right. Like that's. Yeah. And, and not to say that losing your I feel like when you lose your job because I've been fired before you yeah. associate your job with who you are. And so there's a you feel like right. you're not worthy. You feel like you deserved it. You feel that you're right. to blame. That's right. obviously not the case here. But what what do we need to do? Like what? I guess what what do you see what where do we where what I I don't even have questions because it it's all happening so fast. Right. And I think that it's you know it's funny cuz me and my wife were just sort of talking about this earlier like what's so different about this situation than other situations that have come to pass like the SARS, the bird mm-hmm. flus, the measles outbreaks, the things like that mm-hmm. that have come. And so listen, I'm sure there's a whole medical distinction between how this virus is different than yes. all the others that I am too naive to ever comment cor- cor- on. Correct. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, for the record, I neither one of us are saying or yeah. commenting on this virus. Right, right. We're just we're simply talking about the effects of it, right. which is. But it's so interesting because there does there is this uh, massive cultural collective fear mm. around it that, of course, not everyone has, but it's in the ethers. And it's, and you know, one thing we we're talking about was like, is it this 24 seven news cycle media that's different? The proliferation of, of, um, social media, the, yeah. you know, the sense sensationalization of, you know, these kinds of stories, because, you know, there's other, there's another perspective that says, you know, look at the flu, flu virus, you know, that right. hospitalizes, I believe more people now at this point than, uh, COVID. So yes. You know, it's so interesting to see the both sides of the story. And, you know, for me, I tend to lean more on the non-alarmist perspective because mm-hmm. I sort of can, I 
tend to take a step back and sort of look at the media that's being coming to me and filtering and I tend to react the opposite way. Yeah. Not saying that's the right way. No, I will admit when, when I first heard these stories, I had that same thought of the flu kills more. The, did yes. you get did you did yeah. you get your flu shot? Well, if you didn't get your right. flu shot, why do you care about this? That that was my <laughs> that was where it was, and then it was yeah. like forty eight hours later. It, it was slowly shifted. It was like oh no, they're they're gonna right. they're gonna close schools. Oh no, right. I I should probably get some <laughs> extra hot right. dogs and pasta right. for my kids for the next two weeks. Right. And now I'm like, well, I guess I'm home for a month. Right. I well, it's a thin line between being active and preparation mm-hmm. and active and our what we're trying to do to avoid contact and prepare for just the worst case situation yeah. and also not feeding into this sort of what makes it look like the media that this is about to happen to you and everyone you know right and truthfully there is a risk of it happening and also looking at the data the people most at risk are the people with pre-existing medical conditions who are older adults. And obviously we want to protect them and do everything we can. And also let's just be mindful of what the reality is. Yes. Yes. Take necessary steps and leave it at that. Right. Right. And, and something that I've been trying to tell, and again, I'm by no means in charge of anything. Like there are much more higher people than me. Right. Um, But I I know for me and my family, I have two little boys who can't not touch their faces. Who can't not blow their nose correctly. They just can't. So, (laughs) you know, know, we've been home since Friday. Um, I I went to the store today because we went to to get some more vitamins (laughs) and some alcohol because we were like, well, we should get some alcohol <laughs> and I and I went to CVS and um I was in an aisle and if somebody else was in the aisle the other person waited till the other person was in the aisle mm-hmm. everyone was very gave us everyone gave each other six feet when I got mm-hmm. to the register I I the woman scanned my bottles I she did not touch what I bought I picked it up put it in my bag I you know wow. used my sleeve for the you know because like everyone was very aware right we're not we're not gonna we're not going to make it worse. You know, the CBS right. workers here because she has to be there. So I'm not going right. to, you know, and, right. and, um, it was a very different feeling. And, yeah. and I guess my, my question to you is, you know, my, my kids are four years old. They're, they're not, they just think they're on a spring break. They don't know what's happening. <laughs> they're, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> they're watching right. Coco right now. They're having a great day. Yeah, yeah, they're um, doing just fine. They're doing just fine. But for those, for Thank adults, yeah, oh yeah, they, and 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 I'm very fortunate that I that yeah. my kids are at an age where, again, they're not. I mean, other than I'm making them count to twenty when they wash their hands. Other than that, it's all kind of the same for them. They're they're fine yeah. with this. Um, as I touch my nose, I'm we're, we're video <laughs> chatting just so everyone knows. Um, but what about? I mean, what about the where? I guess my question is for those people who are directly affected, like restaurant, bar, mm-hmm. um, people who live with elderly. I know people who are caregivers and live with their grandparents and live with, you know, right. with older adults. Um, do you see this as I mean, as a little trauma? I or, mean, I think or, it's or a, in it... the eye of the beholder. I okay. mean, anytime, you know, two people can go through the exact same thing yeah. and experience it in completely different ways. Yeah. And really, it's it's less about call the label and more about the the how it affects you. Got it. What is you know same way when we talk about 
diagnoses. Is it really about you have cancer? Or is it about what the cancer is doing to you? Hmm. You know, it's always about what's how it's actually impacting you more than the label itself. And right. the more we could drop below that, I think the more that we could actually connect and work with it because there's so much attached to that label. There's not just stigma attached to the label. There's not just there, but there's also um, there's also just a lot of meaning and a lot of a lot of stuff that comes with it. Yeah. And sometimes that stuff is important to process through. But if we look below that, if we look below that, it's just how does this truly, how is this impacting me? What am I taking away? What's the meaning I'm making of it? Right. And I think what you were saying of, you know, when I got fired, I started thinking like, what's wrong with me? Why am I, what, why am I so bad? Or whatever the thoughts, paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the meaning we make about these things are more Im- are more indicative or more pertinent to me than the actual thing that happened to you hmm. because the thing can happen to anyone, but how right. did you how interpret did you, it? Right. How did you handle how, that? How did that affect you? Yeah. How did that impact your life? Yeah. Be- and that's where the true work of it comes from is like being able to disentangle, you know, what, what, what makes you say that you're a failure? You know, if I lost my job, and I know we're kind of getting sidetracked off. No, of this, no, no, but, but but it's still, yeah, what, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, what, what makes you that, why is this happening to me? Is this actually personal, or is this just sort of the same, this story that's happening in my mind? And it's really not about COVID, it's not about this job, but that's actually this story that's happened in my life quite a bit. This story of, like, I'm a failure. Mm. The story of... Um, when something goes wrong, it always screws me over the most. When I always get it the worst. Whatever, it doesn't matter what the story is, but actually being able to sort of step behind the experience yeah. and checking in with ourselves of like, is this actually a different thought? Is this a different experience than what I've always gone through? Yeah. And this is just sort of a different manifestation of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's very helpful because I know me me personally who I have anxiety I I have depression I have the things that I battle and sometimes those yeah. battles are easy and sometimes those battles are harder um mm-hmm. I think it's important at least in 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 what this situation is for me like I have a plan like I'm going to do this today and I'm yeah. going to do this today and like right I'm going to clean like today I clean the bathroom great right. and I'm going to do a puzzle that's for me right. and now I'm going to go play with my kid like trying to keep yeah Right. And, but, and that right there, it's so important to do. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of our way. It's a natural human tendency and we're all doing it is to sort of exert control in seemingly powerless situations. Ah. You know, we yeah. have, we have something spreading in a way that we can't fully understand, or maybe I can't fully understand. I, 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 <laughs> no, no, I think, I think that's, that's part of the issue, like you said earlier, the news is coming so fast and from so many different sources, it's truly right. hard to go, okay, so wait a right. minute, you said New York has 41% more cases, right. but isn't that just because they test now? Like, it's so right. hard, it's so to, hard to keep, and I don't want to say people are lying, I don't want to say like right. fake news, it's not that, there's just, right it, it's coming from different sources right everyone it interpreting is. yeah and that's a and that's a natural human tendency i mean like for uh months of, what was it last year sometime like i was just going through a hard time there's work stuff there's yeah. personal stuff all these things were going on and the way i deal with that is i suddenly become the tasmanian devil and i try to clean <laughs> and I try to organize and i and i like try to like 
make the outside look as pretty as possible yeah. so that like it do, it just buys time until I have to deal with the inside. Yeah. And there's just some level that I ultimately always get to of like, I'm just tired of fighting. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Like, you know, at some point you just kind of raise your hands up and like, well, this is the way it is. And I'm not saying that as like a sense of resignation Mm -hmm. and like we shouldn't do anything because absolutely clean our bathrooms, do all those things. I need to keep the house organized. But if I actually look beneath the function, what the function of that behavior, why I'm doing that behavior, it's not because I want to keep the house clean. Right. It's actually because I'm just really avoiding this feeling of disappointment or this feeling of anxiety or this feeling of tension. And when I could take a step back and actually acknowledge that in my best moments, <laughs> in my best self, it actually sometimes releases some of that pressure. You know, you say that and I feel like that's that was me a week ago with being like it's just like the flu. Like I don't I didn't want to yeah. accept I didn't want to accept yeah. that that this type of situation could happen where I live, could right. happen here. Right. And I feel like as soon as I went, well, I'm working from home for three weeks, I'm the kids are right. staying home for three weeks, that it made me go, well, I have something to do now. I have to right. get my house ready. I have to right. make sure I have the kids have food, make sure the dog has food, make sure I, I have, right, control. I have I now have right. control over the situation right. because I can't control anything else. Yeah. And it's a balance. It's mm-hmm. a balance. Truthfully, like a few weeks ago, I mean, I was saying the same thing and my wife was getting pissed off at me because weeks ago she was out buying canned goods for like just in case this was going to happen. And I was like, why are you doing that? We barely have any pantry space (laughs) as it is. Like you're just creating more chaos here and you're And so I gave her so much crap and she's going to love that I'm saying this. (laughs) Uh, And she, she's just, she's loving everything that's happening in the sense of like, it's just one big, I told you so. Of course. Of course. Uh, Yeah. Of course. I mean, I, more, a more, she, she, she is a mother who just had birth four months ago. She gets all the, you told me shows as many as she can. No, I I get her. She's tired. She's exhausted. Right. So, I mean, but it's this balance of really being present moment focused Mm. in the midst of chaos, being able to ground ourselves in this moment. And being able to distinguish between this is the reality right now as it is. The reality is, you know, we are in a state of, I, I guess I could say a state of emergency. Right. We are in a state of hyper attunement. We right. are in a state of hyper vigilance to make sure that we are mindful of what we contract, what we're spreading, washing our hands. And also, you know, in my house right now, I'm so grateful that neither myself, my baby or my wife are sick. Right. And, and that's great. Yeah. And both, both are completely true in yes. this moment. Yes. And I think oftentimes in this, in this age of news cycle and social media, it's so easy to buy into that hysteria and to buy into yes. the facts. And wait, wait, is it 41 cases? Is it 53 cases? Is it 100 yes. cases? Are we underreporting because people aren't getting tested because the government's not doing this? Mm-hmm. At some point, we have to let go of all that. Yeah. At some point, I mean, okay, I'll speak for me. At some point, I have to Ab- let go of that. No, I, yep, I, absolutely. I, I, I can't live in that space. Yeah. It's, it's too exhausting yes. and it's emotionally debilitating. Yes. And so I'm doing what I can do, however many people, and I have to, a lot of people are working from home. I have the, I have the good fortune where I still get paid. And I still have to go into my job. Mm. You know, I still, mental health does not stop because of this. In fact, it 
accentuates oftentimes yes because of yes. things like that and so i have to take necessary precautions and truthfully there are no winners in this situation <laughs> like everyone is kind of trying to make the best of a really weird unfortunate terrifying situation yeah. and we are doing the best we can much like being a parent for the first time yeah i mean but at least with being a parent there's some type of book or i can like ask my right. mom <laughs> this i'm like right any anybody got the national emergency handbook anyone get that one and the other thing, too, because I'm also from Southern California. Earthquake, I'm down. I got it. I know what's yeah. happening. If it rains, great. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go right. out. I'm a terrible driver. Right. This. <laughs> but I guess you don't, but, you don't plan for this. Or do you? But, I don't know. I don't know. There's, I mean, arguably, the planning for this is no different than an earthquake in some, yeah. ways, in some ways. Yeah. Right. There is, there is no book on this. Yeah. And truthfully, there are books on parenting, but you get a kid and none of <laughs> none of the things you read matter. No, Absolutely no. none of it. No. And so, like, there have been books, I'm sure there are books on, like, measles outbreaks and swine or whatever, right. all the other flus right. and things that, excuse me, have come about. And truthfully, this is a completely novel situation. And so we do use all the tools we have in our tool belt and apply it to this new context. And we're going to come out of it ideally stronger more knowledgeable more prepared yes and then likely as humans evolve there will be another such thing that happens in so many years yeah and we're going to deal with it the best we can yeah so um yes i i think that's definitely the the best outlook we have is we're right we're going to learn from this we're going to grow from this and we're going to be better prepared um where uh, so like right now i'm i'm not in therapy i i, I go in and out of therapy depending on financials and so forth. Totally. Um, so somebody who's not in therapy right now, I, I know you, you said a big thing about these type of uh, traumas or these type of situations is is how we look at it, how we treat it, how, you know. Question is, uh, where do we go from here? Obviously, we want to get the best outlook possible during this time and, and everyone has their own demons that they're going to be fighting, whether that's depression or anxiety or, or addiction or, or you right. know, whatever that is. Uh, where do we go? Where do we go? And, you know, it's been a month and now we're back into the world. Where do we go? I think where we go is within. Mm. And where we go is within in terms of just checking in with ourselves. Where do, where's my emotional thermometer? Where's my capacity at? Yeah. Am I taking in too much news? Do I need to rein it in? How can I get the information necessary without overburdening the system and that system being me? Yeah. Where do, how do I prepare, get the food, get the supplies, get the things necessary, and also let that go? I've done what I can do, yeah. and I surrender the, the rest. Yeah. And that's a moment-to-moment -moment process, you know? You, you have to continuously wash your hands. You have to continuously keep your safe distance. You have to continuously do all these things. Yeah. And also going, noticing that process that plays out when if every time you come back from the store – you're hyper anxious that what if the person behind me has it? Mm. What if the person next to me had it? That's an understandable emotion. Yeah. And also be willing to look at that, be willing to challenge that, be willing to have some compassion for yourself that you may not know everything. And it's, and it's compassion, it's humility, it's, it's all of it's mindfulness. It's, it's everything. And we just have to be willing to kind of sit with it. 
And our ability to sit with that discomfort is directly related to our ability to get through not just this crisis, but any crisis that comes forward. I'm, I'm tearing up because you just said to have compassion for yourself. And obviously, we need to be able to give compassion to ourselves before we can give that compassion to others. And I think that's, right. that's been a very big lesson in this crisis is what we're willing to do for each other, what we're willing to do for ourselves. And, and, right. I, and that's a really good, I'm tearing up because I, for me personally, and I can only speak for me personally, um, I had really bad postpartum uh, depression mm-hmm. after my children and I was very hard on myself because I got depressed instead of just mm-hmm. accept, accepting and giving myself compassion. And so it, it, it strikes a chord with me that yes, especially during these these times, these harder times, we do have to be we have to we have to be okay with ourselves. Right. We have to accept what we can accept and let go what we can let go. And right. and you're right, it's going to make us stronger for the next right. event. And and I love that you said that cuz we do the best we can yeah. with the information we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. And as Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. Yes. And and we're all doing the best we can. And sometimes life is just really shitty. <laughs> no, it, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. Life is just really hard. Yeah. And there are seasons and times in our life where it's, you know, we're riding the highs of highs and then it's not too far behind that where it could be the lows of lows. Yeah. And sometimes it's just really enjoying the highs and, gearing up and having the grit to get through the lows and being able to sort of ride that roller coaster rather than cling to the tops or even sometimes the bottom Mm -hmm. is the greatest gift we could give ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I have so many questions also about your newborn baby, but I feel like this is, (laughs) <laughs> the, this it, it, it can't get better than, than what you just shared with me. Um, oh. Thank you so much for your time. Um, oh my gosh, if you, of course. If, if, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to check in with you once this is all kind of calmed down and I'd love to talk to you about your your, your little little girl, of right? Of course, little part girl. two. Oh, part part, two. Of course, I mean, yeah. she's four months right now, so uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check in at like nine months when she is running across <laughs> the floor. She's... Do, do you have yeah, pets? She, might, she very well might be. Do That's you, totally true. Oh yeah. She's, do you have pets? Do you have dogs, cats, or anything? No, I don't. Have oh, okay. Patience. I was like, because that's <laughs> that's when my dog got scared is when they started to walk, and he was like, "No, stop oh, chasing really? yeah. me!" Yeah. My my uh, sister in law, my wife's sister has a has a dog, and uh, I I was never allowed to have dogs, yeah. and so I've kind of adopted them. Mm-hmm. Into, although I wanted it at the time, now I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't I don't want that. I don't, I, the only reason I'm waking up at 5 a.m. is yeah. to change a diaper and not a, take a dog out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, the, yeah. Do, I, and I love oh. my dog. There's a whole other yeah. episode about, about my dog. Right, but right, That's yes. part three. <laughs> yes, there, there are definitely times where I'm like, it's midnight and I just need yeah. to sleep and I'd like you right. to pee right now. Right. I get. I want to be a dog uncle. I guess uncles and aunts. I'm happy being a dog uncle. I've dog sat before, but do not have give me a permanent live-in. That's fair. Dog. Perfectly fair. Perfectly fair. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank oh, you for for your words of wisdom. Um, is there? Uh, uh, I don't know if you're on social media. I know. If, I don't know if there's anything yeah. you want. Is there any? We people want to follow you anywhere that you want us to. 
Yeah, so, so feel free to go to um, my website, www.drrubincodum.com. Okay. Dr. R-U-B-I-N-K-H-O-D-D-A-M. Um, and same social media is at Dr. Ruben Kodum. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good all stuff. All of it. Perfect. And I'll have LinkedIn. all those links yeah. on the website as well. Um, again, awesome. Thank, thank you again so much. Of course. Um, thank you. It was uh, great talking. Thank you so much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time. Um, I know this wasn't a truly a parent direct conversation, but it's definitely important information for you to have, for your children to have, for you to talk with your children about. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you so much. Have a good day, good night, and everything in between. I'm Allie Ramirez, and I'm a first-time parent. Because I'm a first-time parent.